I'll All right, not, this I'll is Bob. This is Jordan. And this is Shop Talks. Uh, yeah, and we're here in Boise, Idaho. Boise Tattoo Company, hanging out. Uh, I'm going to talk tonight a little bit about Star Wars and... The Old Testament. The power of love <laughs> and the Old Testament. And probably anything else that pops up that we yeah, feel like talking we're about. Yeah, we meander so. into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Into the swamp. So let's first start with the, uh, the Yoda premise okay let's hear your let's hear your premise on yoda and the and the okay. lack of love so my premise is this is that and i know if you're a yoda fan don't hate me this is just my two cents all right yoda failed he was so caught up in what was going on around him and he was so afraid of the dark side that he missed the opportunity when anakin was presented to him to actually embrace and accept and love him. Mm -hmm. And that created sub that created conflict inside of Anakin. And then you had the death of Qui-Gon, because Qui-Gon would have taught him compassion, love, to understand the living force, and to not sacrifice the moment for, like he taught Ben and Obi-Wan mm -hmm. in the first, first scene yeah. that they were in together. Yeah. Don't sacrifice the moment for, you know. So, um, I've, I've always, I mean, I, I haven't always felt that way, uh -huh. but there was something along the line of watching it over and over that I kind of, it kind of, kind of hit me in the face that Yoda was so afraid of it, of the dark side and what it could bring, and would he, is he letting somebody who could foster the dark side under He's his living, well, at the time it was pretty like, it was hairy, you know? Yeah. It was going to get hairier. It's gonna get. Well, it's it gonna get worse, much worse. Yeah, yeah. You know, obviously, significantly. That's the point of the story. Yeah, exactly. But like, at the time, it was like as bad it is as it had been for them in like recent history. Oh, like that was like they were like years. yeah they were like this is as bad as it's been for us right and so like at the time, you got to assume that Yoda's kind of preoccupied and kind of consumed with fear and letting that yeah letting that kind of unfortunately letting right. that kind of uh, play around well, a little much in his psyche and 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 i i need to go back and watch the scene again but in the last jedi yeah yoda does he burns the tree with all the knowledge of the jedi knowledge in it uh. and he basically tells luke yeah we kind of screwed up yeah. you know we've we got way too confident in what we were doing and we lost ourselves in what we we're doing and we missed we dropped the ball Mm -hmm. That's what he says. Yeah. So, and that's that's the one thing from the Last Jedi that I enjoyed. Everything else was like, Pfft. so I haven't even seen it yet. Yeah. I, I haven't. I saw the first one that Disney put out, and then after that, nothing. Yeah. I was just like, oh, that was uh, kind of like a funky yeah. New Hope rematch. Right. Yeah. And I was like, oh, all right, all right whatever. Yeah. Kind of planet. Over. It's not really. It's not really Lucas Films anymore. It's not really a, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's just another Disney series. Yeah, and Disney's come really become really bad. When you watch, I watch a lot of YouTube videos. And they, the fandom, they call them the, themselves the fandom. There's mm. three or four different people. There's a guy named Doomcock, and then there's Nerd Roddick and Mechoran42, and there's one other guy too. I don't remember. Sorry, I don't remember your name, but um, like he listens. But anyway, um, um, they talk about how we as fans are disrespected by major corporations because they just want to bleed everything out of it, money out of it, so they can well, they just, hemorrhage well, sure, all the money out of it. Well, sure, that's why they, they bought it. That's why they spent all that money on it. Yeah. But, like, it is what it is. It's a piece of entertainment, right? Like, that's the problem with being a super fan of something, especially something as... Mm, you know, what do you want to call it? As as soft in foundation as a film franchise yeah it's not this is not something to like place any sort of major importance on in your life now don't get me wrong i fucking love star wars i'm a big star wars fan i grew up watching it but like when disney bought it and started you know doing whatever they were doing with it i was like huh oh well well they opened up a whole big theme park portion yeah and it's failed it's flopped is it? Nobody's, nobody's going to it. I've Nobody. never been. Because there's no, there's no old uh, fan. There's no old players. There's no old current characters. No. And they're so, not making like... I don't know. Yeah, they didn't bridge the generational gap well with yeah. the... 
I mean, they did. I've talked to some guys who like, and they're like, yeah, okay, it's this, it's that. Like, you know, it's not the old Star Wars, but like, it's cool. Well, you gotta appreciate it for what it is, basically. And well, like, I appreciate the fact that somebody carried it on, finally, you know? Yeah, and that's the other question, too, is like, well, are you really gonna bitch and moan because, like, they took one of your favorite series and decided to make a shitload more of them? Like, it could have just been that they didn't do anything with it. Well, most of those people who complain about it, a lot of the, and I won't say most, but there are some of those people who um, complain about it now that if you had talked to them, you know, 15 years ago, they'd be like, man, damn, George Lucas won't make any more movies. He's got three more to yeah, go. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, there was nothing, there was nothing, there was nothing. Yeah. And then, well, yeah, they made them. But, I mean, let's be realistic. When the... Uh, what was it one two and three came out and i was like oh, these things fucking suck like jar jar binks was fucking bouncing around fucking being some kind of dipshit talking with a stupid voice squeaking and squawking and, and <laughs> swimming, swimming underwater with all that. Yeah. you know what i mean like it was just like oh god you made this very childish like not that it wasn't weird and yeah. alien and but it was like it was not childish in the same kind of direction that they took right. it. So, like, there's always something a bit to too much comic relief. There's always some too, There's always something to complain about. Is all I'm saying. Right. And like, bitch, you didn't make the multi-million-dollar movies. If you don't well, like them, don't watch them. Did you see the 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 theory about Jar Jar? No. That he was actually Palpatine's master. That he was the master Sith above Palpatine. Oh. And I, if you go back through and pretend that he was a Sith and watch the first movie again and see all the things he does because he's oh, such a buffoon like you're constantly like, like holy cow maybe he did have the force because he's stomping a gun in the grass and it's like on the field the, of bat yeah. on the battlefield and he's killing killing things. yeah he's killing them yeah, yeah he does that more than once oh yeah so yeah he's a and he pulls the tray he pulls the the uh the uh, the bed of the um, opens up the bed of the bomb things and they all roll yeah, down. And start yeah, blowing yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, so not him though. Yeah, not him. Yeah, not. but that but the, the uh, George Lucas made the mistake. They say theoretically that he spent too much time worried about what was being said in the um, focus groups and the reaction to Jar Jar. He took that out. That's what some people speculate. Really? Who knows if it's real? Who knows? That's Lucas weird. isn't going to admit that. He might admit it on his deathbed to somebody who will never say anything about it, you know? Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, either way. You know, actually, I had a thought. I, I just thought of something else that I was talking I made a video last night talking about getting together tonight. Oh. And uh, somebody I know, I've known for a little while. I worked with her at, uh, at DirecTV, and I knew, with, knew her through another program. It was a multi-level marketing thing we worked. And... Uh, she posted, if you could travel back in time to yourself, what, what two things would you tell yourself? Huh. And I got stuck. I there. almost fell for it. I almost posted something, you know. And I almost posted something opposite of what, I was, what she wanted to know. So I said in the video, I said, how sick do you have to be to want to travel back in time to fix yourself in the past? When you, you should can fix, fix you can fix, fix yourself, yourself right, you can fix yourself right now. Yeah. So I mean, isn't that what we're we're purport we're pushing for or putting forward here? I would I would hope. I mean, that's what we're, that's what we're hoping is we want. We I'm gonna want give it a shot, world. right? We want a better world, so we're talking like this so we can show that people, the two people that don't necessarily see things eye to eye, can have a conversation and and be brothers. Oh you know yeah. What I'm saying? So, go to yeah. Black Label and enjoy the show, even though drunk people step all over you. Yeah, right? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, totally did, though. They yeah. totally did. Yeah. I just had to finally just settle in and just enjoy the show with that lady flipping her hair in my face. But anyway. <laughs> Fuck. Leaning against me, flipping her hair. That was fun. Um, but so I, but I, so I kind of wonder... So I guess what you could say is... If you could travel back in time and tell yourself any two things, what are you going to tell yourself now? Yeah, exactly. So think about it, but don't try to prevent time travel because I personally don't feel that time travel is possible. Oh, see? I know it is. 
Why? Why? Yeah. <clears throat> I just am not like a huge fan of the, our limited perspective and the linear construction of time that we hold to be like perfect and inviolate. I don't believe in time though. There you go. I believe that time is a construct for us in this mortal existence to help us pass. I'm with my, my, my quotation figures up. Time. Time. To help you pass right. the time. When you pass on through an eternity, into an eternity, whether you believe in an eternity or not, then time is nothing. Yes. Because time becomes, well, I guess you could say time becomes omniscient. And it's forever. So you don't measure by the sunrise and the, sun, the sunset or, you know, birthdays. and. Yeah, know. and the way that time functions here is very dependent on, like, the physics here. Right. You know. Anyway, um, that's neither here nor there, nor is it important. <laughs> I don't, yeah. This podcast wasn't called Jordan's, Jordan's Delusions. Hey, it's uh, called Shop Talks. We yeah. Talking, we're talking whatever the shop wants to talk about. Let's see. What comes up in the shop uh, goes outside the shop. Yeah. Quite frequently. This is not Vegas, for fuck's sake. No, it's not. No, it's not. So, did I tell you we had some? Did I tell you about that sign, the Hap Tallman sign? I saw this sign was crushed. It fucking smashed, dude. Who did it? I was putting this stencil on this dude's chest, like right about to put the stencil on his chest, and we both hear like, and we look up. And his fucking Rubicon is like chirping out of the fucking parking lot and getting sideways. And he's like, what the fuck? And we both just stand there. And I'm watching fucking Gary watching from the parking lot watch this guy. And he just all the way out, gets sideways into oncoming traffic, and then smashes into the fucking sign head on. Yeah. Just destroyed the front of his buddy's Rubicon, too. Oh, it was his buddy's vehicle? Yeah, he, it was the guy I was tattooing. It was oh, his Rubicon. Gosh, no. Yeah, and that's why he was like, what the fuck? Because his friend two minutes ago, oh, I'm going to go get some Wendy's. Uh, yeah, dude. Where's the closest fucking Wendy's? Night after the full moon, we, I looked up and was like, what the fuck? I call that full moon residue. Yeah, right? Something. <laughs> some weird shit. That's weird shit, yeah. The kid, like, I, didn't, I didn't fucking understand it. He just started peeling out, never regained control of the vehicle, smashed it into the sign. So he, did, he was leaving the parking lot when he did it? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Those Rubicons must be powerful, huh? Uh, it's something. It's something. Powerful enough. I wonder <laughs> whose insurance is going to pay for that. Oh, Jesus, I don't know. I wasn't like, yeah. Fucking! I asked the kid what was going on too. He's like, I was like, what? What are you? What happened? Like, you know, like what happened? Did like did your foot get stuck on the gas? Like, oh, it got stuck under the the fucking floorboard or the fucking you know the mat on the floor caught the edge of my fucking sole in my shoe? Nothing. He just said, I don't know. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Don't wow. fuck with me, guy. Yeah. Don't fuck with, like, I know you know. Something happened. Something went through that little brain of yours that, like, made you go, I know what a good idea is. And then, you, you know, like. I'm going to peel out. Yeah, something. Whatever it was. I'm going to put my foot to the floor and see what happens. Even if it was just like, oh, I was just thinking, like, fuck it. You know, it's not my Rubicon. I want to see if I can do a sweet burnout. Like, so that's something. Like. So at did least he flip a, like? A, did he go out there and like flip a U and come back this way, or um, or was it in, just in the parking lot that happened? Well, he was backing up, and apparently Gary said he barely tapped his car, and when Gary saw it and turned to look at him, he got scared, and he thinks that's oh. why he like. Bah! But so that still tapped, doesn't make any sense. So he tapped Gary. He, he tapped he, Gary's bumper, and went to like, and Gary like looked at him, and he saw that Gary saw it, and the, and he was like, Ugh, and like peeled out. Right? But that doesn't make, that still doesn't but make any sense. Out, but he made it on the street. He made it and hit that fucking phone box right on the corner of the telephone pole okay. and got all sideways coming out in the street and then smashed into the 
Pat Tallman sign, which is only like a hundred feet away from where he pulled out. So he didn't get very fucking far. Wow, bro. But like, that's crazy. What do you, why, why? Like, who are you running from? That was the other question was like, yeah, he's trying to run from Gary, but like, what the fuck is he going to do? He's not even in his car. He's in his friend's car who's in my shop about to get tattooed. Yeah. Gary, what did he do any damage to your car at all? Uh, he scratched it like very small. It like moved my bumper a little bit, so I ran over to look at what he did. And then he made eye contact with me, fucking freaked out, and like ran into the telephone pole and like spilled out on the street and smashed into the. Yeah, I, that's why I said I looked out the window and was watching Gary watch this guy peel out. And Gary was just standing there like, uh, with like his mouth open, like, what the fuck is going I'm on? All, yeah. I'm all in amazement. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, fucking destroyed that thing. Even that big steel post inside is all bent in, crushed. Wow. Anyway. Does the guy get tattooed? No, no. <laughs> After he, he's like, he ran outside and like, Sorry, dude, I'm like before he even ran outside though, he's standing there like looking at me. I'm about to put the stencil on. He's like, I don't know, man. I don't know about this tattoo. Cause he's like looking out the window as at his Jeep smashed into a fucking pole. Right? <laughs> like, yeah, no, I get it, man. I wouldn't really be feeling it either. <laughs> wow. Bro. Fuck. That sucked. Oh my gosh. I mean, for me, it was, purely entertaining but like <laughs> it sucked for everybody else sucks for hap Talman. sucks for the guy whose jeep got crashed sucked for the kid who fucking freaked out and crashed into it like just had that for gary's got that nice that. car got a little scratch on the fucking bumper oh fuck gary's bumper <laughs> he just had that skate had that rabbit in his eyes you know fear fear it's that shit that fucking got Yoda all tripped up. So let's talk about fear. What uh, what do you think some of the... Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry, I got the hiccups. What are some of the things that we fear as human beings that may be unfounded or we get lost in or create lies out of? What do you think? Hmm... That um, some things we create fear. I think probably the biggest one for it's, it's fairly is just like the fear of that fear of death, like the fear of mortality. That's got to be probably the biggest like okay common psychological fear. Okay. Um, you Disease know, and death. De just de the, not not just death in general. Your death. The impend like this sense that like you will at some point just not exist or that some people think that way right yeah or like or that people don't know even if they don't know you know but this idea of death seems to loom large in the psyche i mean our, large parts of our culture and our economy are built up around trying to deny the fact that people die yeah it's really strange so i think that that's like just looking at the way that our society is structured i would say that's probably the biggest one yeah because in large parts of it are structured to to avoid even the idea that you will die right it's like we do all sorts of weird things right you know well to, what if, what about what about uh do you think people fear things that people might say or think oh sure i think that's probably another really large fear or apprehension or whatever that people have is like well, what will other people think right. of me or what will did other you, people think if I do this did you see the Chappelle thing on it on Netflix and the Bill Burr mm, I saw the Chappelle the new Chappelle show. Bill Burr's funny as fuck that's good yeah it's really good um, it's Bill Burr you know? well, he's hilarious oh yeah absolutely and uh, his little his little own little self-deprecating humor and He's married to an African-American lady, and, and Dave Chappelle, who's African-American. Is she African-American? Uh -huh. Dave Chappelle's not African-American. Dave Chappelle's black. I don't think he's from Africa. No, I know, but he, you know, okay, you got me there. 
So she, yeah, you're right. I think he does call himself black too. I don't think he. Don't yeah, he's not African American. Yeah. He, he, like, I think there, at least there was a rumor, but I don't know for sure. Did he move to Africa for a little while? He lived there, or was he like that, traveling? So he there? talks about that in his special. Remember? Yeah. He talked about using the a certain word. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say it. Yeah. So, and he had to get called into the this room, and they said you can't use that word. He goes, well, you know, I dropped the N word quite frequently. Yeah. And he didn't say, so I'll say it this way, he didn't say uh, he didn't say the n-word with an uh at the end, he said the n-word with the er sound at the oh, end. Oh yeah, er, yeah. Alright, so, and so on his way out the room, she goes, well, you can't say that because you're not one of those, and the word started with an f, okay? And so on his way out the room, he told this lady, he goes, yes, but I'm not an either exactly and it was just shortly thereafter that he bolted to Africa yeah so he and he stopped the show yeah and that's that's unfortunately he's one of my absolute favorite comedians oh, yeah. and it just you know the problems that he had in you know in comedy and show business in general and, and are in my mind like perfectly indicative of our lack of ability to like truly communicate as a society like in an open way. Yeah. It's like Dave Chappelle is clearly not some strange, self-hating, deprecating black man. That's obviously not yeah. the case. He clearly has, you know, a vision and, a, and things that he wants to say and he says them. And I, right. I, I, I applaud him for it. I think he's fucking hilarious. I think he's, and I also, more importantly, I think he, he has really important social commentary that, you know, if you're paying attention, that it's there. It's yeah. just not, you know, that's, he's just, but he's trying to get a laugh. Right. You know? Well, the coda afterwards was actually even more poignant to mm -hmm. his point. Whether you agree with what he said or what was going on, you know, his coda and the trans, the, the, the trans man or trans woman, excuse me, mm -hmm. who had a drink with him afterwards, thanked him for normalizing, helping make the trans community more normalized. Sure. Because if yeah. you look at, if you go back in the 70s and you watch All in the Family, mm -hmm. okay, there was this this underlying current of of homosexual jokes. Uh-huh. And how bad, what that wasn't okay to be homosexual. Mm -hmm. Okay? But there was always a joke, normally wrote it in perfectly, mm -hmm. that undercurrent, the underflow, and pretty soon we were talking about, well, well, this is like the, this so is the start of breaking being, down social right. stigma. What's That's so, where it starts. What's so bad about being homosexual? You see, and yeah. it broke those stigmas down. Yeah. This is, I mean, but now people are so afraid of words, and so well, they're just so people afraid. are just afraid that other people will think that they're a, a racist or a bigot or a homophobe that's or a transphobe or whatever. I don't fucking care. I honestly don't care. I know who I am. Right. I know who I'm not. I know what I think, and like, I. Am quite happy to espouse any of my like ideas on any of those subjects, and like if you yeah. don't like what I have to say, that's fucking fine. It doesn't bother me. Thanks for listening. Like, but <laughs> um, you know, like being the where it starts, like the problem really is like that. Yeah, people are afraid to to speak their mind on it. They're afraid, yeah. and, and when you get a bunch of people who are afraid to speak their mind on these things, then you never get to come to any sort of solution. You never get to find any sort of consensus if there is even a consensus to be found i'm not saying that there is or that that's necessary but you're definitely not going to find it or accomplish it by not communicating well you're not going to you're not going to accomplish what you're looking for by demanding something yeah. you can't give yeah you're never yeah you're never going to change social social norms without having the discussion and it's not that i inherently like desire with every fiber of my being for trans equality cuz not that i don't think that they should have that I'm just it's not a large part of my life right but like if you were trans or you were gay or whatever thing you're fighting for whatever your fucking crusade is like you would think that you would want that to like you'd want it to have the best chance possible of of uh, social normalcy and, and recognition right but you don't gain that by making everybody angry. The opposite. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You don't gain that through like estrangement, and you don't gain that through like the, making things so taboo that no one can talk about right. them. Quite well, the, the opposite. The universe will not give you back what you cannot give. No. 
if you want to have people respect and love you, you have to live a respectful and loving life. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you wherever you go, there you are. What the fuck, bro? There if you, you want to have your trans lifestyle commonly accepted in your society, and I think that'd be nice, right? That'd be fun. I don't give a fuck, I, right? I, yeah, I, you, you do whatever do what the fuck you want. You want. Do you I want. don't care. You know, that's my biggest point is that, like, guess what? It's not my life. In light of that, I want you to have the best life possible, right? And so, sure, I'd love that for you. But, like, I, I know you're not going to get it by making it a taboo subject to talk about. Well, here's, here would be my hope for this whole ball of wax, mm -hmm. okay? For your identity ball of wax, because any 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 identity, any right? Identity. Whether you identity, identity, whether you identify as a forest right. nymph or or a, just an alien, an alien or a right. unicorn or just a different or, or gender than your birth gender, or whatever. Yeah, or, whatever your identity. Or is the joke a helicopter? Yeah, right. Ultimately, the one thing I'd hope you'd realize is that you are you are this thing after a human. You are a human being. Maybe. Unless you identify as a helicopter. Okay. Or a unicorn. Yeah. Or a unicorn. But it, the, the thing is, though, ultimately, you at one point you were a human being. Yes. Yeah. You have to recognize the fact that you have those qualities of a human or humanity inside of you. Mm -hmm. And you can watch Rome burn, or you can be the catalyst that starts the fire, or... You could join everybody else and just live your life and let everybody else live their life, no matter what they think, feel, or believe. Yeah, that's really hard for people. I know. I mean, it's and it's it's not it's just. Hard, it's and I'm hard. not I'm not trying to pick on the ball of wax, if you will. I'm not trying to pick on the identity people mm -hmm. because I realize that there's a huger ball of wax outside of that identity idea. Oh yeah. I mean, they're they're a ball of wax that sits in the bottom lower corner of a huge sphere. Of they're trying to gain acceptance. That's what they feel. Yeah. Yeah. That maybe this is maybe this is over analogy. Maybe and maybe I'm wrong or maybe I'm overshooting. But because I'm good at it. But <laughs> I mean, realistically, in the grand scheme of things, we all live on planet Earth, blue big the big blue bubble. And you don't have to be a victim every single day. No, not at all. You don't have to say, well, this person did this to me. Mm -hmm. You know, Peterson said, memories are not to destroy you. Memories are there to help you remember not to do that again. Yeah, I keep saying that over and over. You know, so yeah, it's it's. I think that uh, yeah, people just in general have trouble accepting things that are different from whatever they consider to be normal. Right. But the problem is, like, and the and the big secret is, like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It just doesn't matter. You don't have to accept it. You don't have to. You don't have to anything. All you have to do is not be a fucking piece of shit yeah. and not be an asshole right. and go like, oh, just because I don't think or feel this way doesn't have any bearing on the life of this other person. And it shouldn't. Yeah. That's the thing. I'm sure you think your ideas are important. But guess what? If they don't fucking matter to that guy over there, shut the fuck up. Right. Well, he doesn't need to yeah. hear about this, that, or the other. They don't need to know that you well, disagree you, with them or why anything you else. Why yourself from the symbiosis of what we've talked about before? We're all symbiotic organisms of this planet. We're all tied together on this planet. Mm -hmm. You know, why why pull yourself out of that symbiosis? I don't know. I don't understand. I think that people do it now. I think, I mean, if that's an if that's a if that's rhetorical, then we can go on. But I think it's an interesting question. Because I think that there are some real answers to the why of that, well, and I think that it, it I has. I think a lot that we say is rhetorical, but we still like to. Talk we still about like it. to pretend that it's not, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like that's what you should have called the. Sh that's what we should have called the show is rhetorical questions answered. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll make sure we say something. Oh, there's our, There is our pillow embroiderer for the day. There you go. That's our rhetorical that goes questions on a pillow. That gets, answered. Uh, cross stitch on a pillow. Answering rhetorical questions. But, no, that's important because I think there's distinct reasons why people are so combative and so quick uh, to want to, you know, 
put someone in that other okay. slash piece of shit category. How about this? Rhetorical questions deserve answers too. Uh, <laughs> rhetorical questions are real questions yes, too. Yes, are real questions too. There you go. That's even better. Put, That's a good spitball. Put the, That's a, put that the, was a good spitball moment. Uh, <laughs> recognize rhetorical questions. Uh, no, but like, I think population concentrations in areas have a, a lot have something to do with that sometimes i also think that it's whole, tied up in this idea of it's a simple idea of tribalism and beyond that like the recognizing by some, by a, like a biological organism of a difference in the community and long let's tell let's tell a little story about biological life Long, long, long before the mammal <laughs> that would once become the last 10,000 years of history. You know, the last 54 million years leading up to humans or whatever. Anyway, the point being, like, it's encoded into living organisms to sense when there is an organism in the community that does not fit or that is not like the others yeah because that's that was generally recognized even at the cellular level before before like all these massive complex life forms when a cell was growing in a different way or presenting different characteristics than the other cells of the community the other cells of this particular organism well that cell was a diseased cell there's a problem with that cell and it's consequently ousted right and this is has been this is the same in every animal community and insect community and oh, chimpanzees dolphins fucking, yeah yeah everywhere this is not a human problem, right? And, I, and once you understand it, and you're a free-thinking, cognizant human, it's no longer a problem, so long as you pay attention to the way that you act and treat people. Yeah. But understanding the motivation behind it is really important, because it, it starts at a place of biology. It doesn't start with, oh, that guy's a piece of shit. He might be a piece of shit. He might just be a racist, bigoted piece of shit. But that inclination towards fear, dislike, or hatred of the other is based in like tribalism and protection of your tribe and your family as far as the human yeah. evolution is concerned. And more importantly, and also significantly longer um, habit to break so to speak if you want to talk about habits this yeah. habits billions of years old and it's the habit of that is not like the group consequently it's dangerous or diseased and we should get rid of it I don't believe that but cellular life has believed that for hundreds of millions, billions of years. And so to overcome that type of instinct or that type of response to something that's different, to something that's other than you, to something that you see as problematic in the society or the community or the group or the tribe, takes a little bit of thought. And I think the first portion of thought is understanding where it comes from. Right. And you know, but at least at least to my mind, that's where I think. Yeah. That's where I think the place to start well, looking I mean, is. You have to start with also, you have to start dissecting your own thought process. Like, um, where's the lie? What, what's the lie you've told yourself all these years to make yourself think something that may be incorrect? And oh, again, sure. you may actually come full circle and realize, for me personally, what I believe is right. Because, and I'm not talking about, you know, people call it self-truth. I just call it truth. You come back to what's true, mm -hmm. okay? But you know your perspective does play a role in that because you do find what you seek. 
-hmm. That's what the universe has taught me, mm -hmm. is that you find what you seek. Oh yeah. Right or wrong, whether I'm right or you, and you're and you're right, or you. That's what hide and wrong, seek taught me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. Whether you're wrong and I'm right, or you're right and I'm wrong, you know, we have a we have the ability and the cognitive gift to be able to do and believe what we feel is right. Uh-huh. Even and if, act even accordingly. If, yeah. And this that's yeah, that's interesting I think because I think we pass over a lot of like what is important and unique about what it is to be human and that's a big one is you're given the the ability to go instinctually biologically this is the correct answer and then to look at, at that and go do i believe that does that align with my personal values there's no chimpanzees sitting around debating with themselves on whether or not their instinctual directions align with their current personal moral value system <laughs> so please as a human appreciate the fact that you can do that and take advantage yeah take advantage of of your ability to think about your thoughts well i quit labeling things too don't say you're woke because i guarantee you you're, you're, you're asleep at the wheel <laughs> if you think that you have to control people or your ideas are so great that you have to stifle people yeah. you're not awake you're, you're, you're a totalitarian dictator. Your ideas, the best ideas ever, the best idea by any person ever is only good enough that they should live it and lead by example. And that's it. Bingo. That is it. There is no idea that is better, that justifies any more action than that. Clean your room. What? clean your room <laughs> yeah if your ideas are so great put them into action and set an example that other people cannot deny right set an example that make other people want to know what it is that's exactly why the new testament does so well yeah because you have one man in there who lived a life All he did was go around trying to set in a good example. That's it. He portrayed a life that was good. Yeah. He just went around trying to love people, yep. not fuck with them, be nice to everybody. Yep. Prostitutes, yep. Tax collectors, pieces of shit. That was the thing. Is like when people read that now, they're like, oh, well, well. At the time, he was making it a... I think he was just associating with well, everybody. But the point was that like... The point in writing that in, especially it getting written into all the Gospels, was that everyone fucking hated tax collectors. Well, let's not say, everyone. But, let's but, like, this, but you have to realize, remember too what he said. I don't come, a physician doesn't need he healing. I come to heal people and to save people from, he, you know, it's the salvation of mankind. Sure. And that's exactly what it is. I don't come here for the, for the sick. I come here for the sick. Yeah, not, the, know, not the healthy. Healthy, not the don't, well. the health, healthy people don't need help that's right people who are sick need help yep and that's exactly what that's what it's all about all that is about you know it's it leads to that well that was a perfect example like fucking i mean whatever you believe of if you believe that uh christ was purely a fictitious fictitious metaphorical religious figure or if you believe that it's straight 100 percent historical documentation or somewhere in between i don't care the the you know the 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 lesson is the same yeah and that is that if you're if you think you have an idea that's so great then go ahead and live it and if it is great other people will follow your example but there is no idea that is so great that it should be forced on another person yeah that's it exactly so this week on the phone i had a couple people who i got to tell well, I'm here, this is a hard thing for me to tell you. I have to tell you no. Mm -hmm. But I still want you to have the hope that you need. Mm -hmm. That's what, you're, you're desperate, right? You're like, yeah. Oh. But I, my job is still to give you some hope yeah. and a direction that you might be able to go. 
You know, I'm not here to give you advice. I'm here to give you options. Mm-hmm. And mo- but one of my options is I want to give you hope to know that you can go forward and you can fix this. Yeah, you're in a bad spot right now, but it's going to pass. Mm-hmm. So what can we do to give you the hope? So I say, what can my employer do in the long run? Because they're looking to my employer for help. Yeah. And if you can't figure out what I work just, for, I'm sorry. But yeah. anyway, Use I'm not going to the representative. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm the representative. So if that my job is to say, here's what we can do to give you hope. And that's what I've been trying. In my week, while this week was super long, and I still talked to people that were ridiculous, it still went a lot better than it did the week before, or even for the last month. No, that's good. So That's good. Yeah. It's a it's shift in attitude. Well, yeah. Because I guarantee it's I not like be all week you had different people calling. I have to be better. It was all week you were different. Right. Yeah. I have to be better for my wife. I have to be better for my family. I have to be better for my employer. I have to be a better... And it forces me to be a better me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I really am a better me. I'm trying. You know, I still might be kind of... Well, well remember what I say. Don't call me a dick. Because I'll tell you, well, that's my dad's name, and I look a lot like my dad without the beard and long hair. Yeah. But my name's Bob. You can call me a douche. That's better. Bob the dick. <laughs> no. I'm, no? I'm Bob the douche. Okay. <laughs> you call me asshole. <laughs> so. My wife, they ought to like to call me butthole. And I, no, don't call me butthole. No. <laughs> but, just, butthole? That's just, that's basic, that's just you know. That's just too common. You're like, I just don't feel like that's creative enough. Yeah. I, and so I'm I'm going to do this thing with the with the to kill a mockingbird. Okay. And I'm reading it and I'm dissecting it in my brain. And I get to a point where sh- Scout is dropping the N word. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And he she says it to Atticus. Yeah. And Atticus says to her, "Don't use that word." She says, "Why?" Yeah. He says, "Because it's too common." It's too common. It makes you sound it common. Makes you, yeah, it may, I remember that. He says it makes you sound common. Yeah. And that was not like, that was the most polite way possible to be like, you sound like a fucking dickhead. Right, yeah. Yeah. Well, basically. That was like, that or, was like a polite way of saying you, you're, you sound like a piece of garbage. Or he's Eleanor in The Good Place and she's saying, yeah, yeah. basic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's devastating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. For real though. It is. Yeah. So I, I'm going to break that down, but I've, I've got to finish this book and get halfway through the second book so I can really do that. But I've found some really, really great insight into, so I guess I'll give a little bit away. In the second book, they kind of, she kind of, Harper Lee actually kind of murders Atticus's character. Really? Not, she doesn't mur- murder, I mean, not his character character as in the, you know, the character of the book, mm-hmm. his, his, the character of his being. Oh. And okay. so, if you go back, if you go to the WikiLeak, Harper Lee's WikiLeak, they say that, and I don't remember what the, I don't, I'm not remember the, the title of the book, yeah. but it says they found the, they found it after she passed away, they found the original transcript for it, and that's why they printed the book, okay? okay. But they say that that's actually what she wrote first, but Before. felt it was too controversial, even in 1960, huh. and she wrote to be a mockingbird in place of it. Huh. Interesting. Well, so, now I really want to read it. Yeah, yeah. Now I really want to read. But it. I got to finish the first book, and then, but I, and, and I'm, I don't. I, unfortunately, I'm. When not did a fast that come reader. out? Uh, to Kill a Mockingbird came out in 1960. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, the the, the, the second the book, follow up. This it's come out in the last. Whatever that you're what, what year did she? Whatever year she? Within like two or three years after her death. Okay. I think I could be wrong. Okay. Don't don't hold my feet to the fire on that. But, um, but it's 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 a recent book. For, huh. for for you know okay. especially compared to the Kilimanjaro, so um, and I, I she was a great writer. I mean, realistically, when you really sit down and look at the you know it's just a lot of dialogue. Yeah, some of the one of my favorite parts of the of the first part of the book was she's over talking to Miss Motti and Miss I think it's Miss Motti. Miss Motti's a gardener, uh-huh. and she lives in this house, and she's always in the backyard working on her or in the front yard working on her garden, mm-hmm. and. Uh, she calls him. What does she call him? Something about the Baptist. And they say that one of they walk by and they said, "Miss Motti, you're going to hell, and your azaleas are going with you. <laughs> you know, you need to be in church singing and praying, not out here working on your azaleas. You know." And it's like I love some of the dichotomy of of how you know that the you know there's this little the knife isn't in all the way, but there's this little twist. 
Right. You know, and it, you know, it just goes deeper, deeper. Like the school teacher telling Scout, "Don't read with your father anymore because he's ruining your reading ability." What? Yeah. What kind of bullshit is that? You know. Just a crazy teacher. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, it was her first year. That's what it was. She had no experience. Yeah. She made a very good point of making out, but I mean, she a first grader made her cry. Well. <laughs> Someone who'd repeated the first grade six times yeah. <laughs> made her Shit, cry. Right. Came into the first day. Anyway. I haven't read that book forever. Now I'm hearing you talk about it, I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. I'm hoping, to, I'm hoping to start in about two weeks to start doing that. So okay. there'll, be, there'll be an extra anchor, you know, 15, 20-minute thing. I'm going to cut it into pieces. Cool. So, um, and then I've been looking at uh, video equipment so we can maybe have some photos. Have some video, huh? Yeah. Have some visual make a, stimuli. Make a YouTube channel as well. Shit, son. All right. So, yeah. Have to do your hair up. No. <laughs> this is it. It's done. Yeah, it's, uh, here you go. Comb, just comb it. It looks, like a, it looks like a dirty mop slung over the side of a yeah. mop bucket right now. Yeah, you're just, so a dirty, that's, you're just a dirty biker. Something. <laughs> dirty scooter trash piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but you know I what? Like it. I thought Which, about cutting it. My wife trimmed it the other day, and you want me to cut it? Eh, no, fuck it. No, I'll leave it. I don't know. No, keep your hair in your beard because you look. You look. You know. You look like you're 16. Like I'm a 16. You look like you're 16. You're oh, 16. She, your, I, your wife will go to jail because she's like, oh, that's that's pretty rude. I do look very young without <laughs> facial hair. Yeah, I might pass for like 20. Two. Yeah. Ooh. Hey, look at that. There, Bob. That Bob guy. The tattoo. The the shop talks. He got a sixteen year old on his show. Yeah. Hey. That sixteen year old smart. Fuck. <laughs> Sorry. That's a lot of responsibility, even for a sixteen year old, Bob. Yeah. Shit. You carry it well. <laughs> carry it. Carry it well. Yeah. Anyway. Right, so you were talking about aliens in uh, TV shows. Aliens earlier. Oh yeah, I always talking about weird shit like that though. Keep my. Uh, I believe in aliens. Oh well, yeah. You'd have to be like a mathematical nincompoop not to believe in aliens, but you know. I believe that there's. Well, I've seen a UFO, so. Yeah. What did you see? Tell I was all, living in. I it. was living in Garden City. Okay. Chindon runs east to west, yeah. west to east, and I was living on the west side of the Sherry's restaurant. Uh huh. On the other side, and so between me was between my home. I was living in a trailer park of all places. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, was the U-Haul is the U-Haul place? Yeah, I know right where you're talking about. Okay. It's just on the other side of McDonald's there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and right it was on, on the, the side south side of the road. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I'm looking. I get out of my car. It's late. And I look towards the Sherry's and I see this thing looks like, it literally looked like a wisp of smoke or a paper bag or, not a paper bag, I'm sorry, a plastic bag plastic blowing bag in the wind. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, what the hell is that? Because I just thought maybe it was steam coming up from Sherry's really at something first. Something coming out, yeah. And I, and I was like, but something just something. made me stare at it because the shape of it was so weird, okay? And it cool. kept coming and getting larger, okay? Okay. And so I realized about I don't know, about the time it gets to just almost halfway through the U-Haul parking lot, that it's something, it's an object that's flying through the air. How long did it take it to fly it from didn't, like it just was to going, the U-Haul It was just kind of hovering it was just, well, it was just. It wasn't like clipping along really fast. It was no faster than a Cessna. Yeah. Okay. And I'm thinking, well, was that an airplane? Uh -huh. And it had a really, I, I, I can't describe the shape of it anymore, but it had little lights all over it. Huh. Okay. And I think that's a plane or something. That's got to be an airplane. So, but there was hardly any traffic. And what time was it? It Late was like midnight. So I just I've been okay. off work for a little while. Yeah. And uh, and I've been bullshitting with somebody in the parking lot or something. So it was between eleven. It's it's so it's actually between eleven and midnight. Okay. <laughs> so I watched this thing just fly by. And I'm thinking, holy fuck! What what was that a plane? You know. So I go to bed the next, you know, I get up the next morning. I go to work. I left for work at 11.30 in the morning, okay? Because I got off I got off at 10.45 every night. That's when I got <laughs> off. And um, I'm thinking, man, what was that thing? I'm still thinking about it, of course. 
And I'm thinking it had to be a plane, but it, I, I, I could it be a plane? I just couldn't hear it because of the traffic. Yeah, yeah. And traffic was really heavy at 11:30, right? Yeah, no. And well, in Chinon it is. Is it? At 11:30 at, 11 at night. 11:30 in the morning. No traffic at 11:30 oh, in the night before. So I get up at eleven thirty next. I'm leaving for work at eleven thirty the next day or yeah, whatever time gotcha, I'm leaving gotcha, for work. Gotcha, yeah. Traffic's heavy on Chinden. Yeah. Oh yeah, that okay. time of day. Yeah. yeah. I thought you meant the night before. Right. I was and like, this is this no, is traffic's in, not heavy anywhere. So this is in January. Yeah. And it's, I think it's nineteen ninety nine. No, no, it's December nineteen ninety nine. Okay. Okay. Winter time. Winter time. It's cold. As, it's cold. Which is hitting a brass bra. Yeah. Okay. Cold. And so Bogus is to the north. Right, and to a little bit to the east from where I'm at. Mm -hmm. Okay, there's a there's a Cessna flying over. Over, Bogus, uh -huh. and it was in my ear. And you could hear it. You could hear. I could hear. Yeah, my you could ear. hear the Cessna over the traffic. Fucking like, fifteen yeah. miles away. Yeah, yeah, over the traffic. Yeah, exactly. And I'm thinking, well, that was never mind. That's completely okay. solidified for me. That was UFO that I saw. Oh yeah, that's weird. How big, like. How high up was it? How big it, was it? It wasn't more than a couple hundred feet off the ground. Okay. Like maybe maybe four or five hundred feet off the ground. Okay, so it's pretty that. close. Yeah. Huh. And I and I and I often wonder, did I wave or should I have waved? I don't remember if I waved, but I remember. Uh, I you kind of wonder if they're like, oh hey, he can see us. And it's just one guy. Who fucking cares? You know. They're just like, ah, not that guy. <laughs> His butthole doesn't look ready. <laughs> Oh, we got him last week. He doesn't remember. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we already wiped his memory. In. Yeah. So, but that's. And, but I. But I even believed in UFO. I. I believed in aliens before that. Well, I mean, believing in aliens per se is like. Uh, you know, well, and believing that they have like come and visited Earth. Or I also things, believe that right? they look like you and I. There you go. They could, if they're good enough. That's right. They're not as handsome, quite as handsome as I am, but. If they're from an advanced enough species, they might even be able to fucking totally... I actually, I actually was trying to fuck with Art Bell one time, and I wrote, wrote, a, wrote this little idea to him. And I said, could it be that there's interstellar law that says to not mess with us, that they can visit all they want, but they can't mix with, you know, they can't... They're not allowed to scare us or, you know... And could it be that they just make these little monsters with these shaped heads and just kind of, you know... Fuck with us, breaking the law. Anything's possible. <laughs> I never got a response back from him. Yeah, probably not. Just like I never got a response back from Bill Maher about smoking and the legalization of marijuana. Smoking <laughs> cigarettes and... See, the majority of people are still going to end up smoking pot in, the sh in a pinch, you know. What do you mean? Well, I mean, if you're at a friend's house and you don't have any edibles, but you got a bag of... you got a bag. Yeah. You know, well, we could get the humidifier out and li liquefied it. You know, it takes 30 minutes or... You know, we could take a tin can and crush it down and cut a couple holes in it and smoke, smoke a little I brown. I smoked you know? out of a tin can, but yeah. I did that in high school. I'm sure. That was all the rage. I smoked out of a pop can when I was a kid, too. Yeah. I won't fucking do that anymore. No, though. no more. Yeah. But, I, that, but that, my point was, why are, you, why are you jumping on the bandwagon against smoking cigarettes if everybody, if, you know, still 45 to 50% of people still ingest marijuana through smoking? Smoking cigarettes is... Well, actually, in all fairness, for you. In, well, in all fairness as well, it's dirty, and it it's dirty from the time that the government gives the subsidy to the farmer. Oh yeah. To the subsidy that the farmer gets to grow it, to, oh, yeah. to pick it, and oh, to yeah. you know, and then. Oh yeah, they get they get all kind of. There's all kind of tax dollars going to giving people lung cancer in this country. Yeah. It's fucking weird. Well, I mean, the movie industry used to be huge on it too. Oh yeah. Because Philip Morris and all those guys would bid to be the cigarette in a movie. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, you'd be that, be that one that the fucking sexy detective is puffing on while he's fucking yeah, getting Marble the, Red getting or. Girl of, of Everyone's Dreams. The last you know, movie whatever. I can remember that had a labeled cigarette and it was Swordfish. Oh, yeah. It was Winston's because I smoked, I, I smoked Winston Gold's. Winston. Noble. That's right. Remember that shit? Yeah, I smoked Winston because Eddie Van Halen smoked Winston's. Last last pack of Winston's I smoked was in the Philippines in 2005. Wow. I and it was fucking uh, in the Philippines. This 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 will tell you how fucked the guy like 
It's funny because you're talking about the subsidies that go to the tobacco, but like none of that gets passed on to the public. Like we have some of the most expensive retail products in the world, and uh, including cigarettes. When I was in the Philippines, you could buy any pack of cigarettes that was name brand was like between 25 and 30 cents. And that's just because they don't tax the fucking dog shit out of them. Well, now, I mean, some of them are like, you can get fake fucking cigarettes, but namely that's a tax issue, right? Because yeah. you'd get legit fucking packs of Marble Reds for 30 cents a pack. Well, yeah, but here in the States... You go to the States, it'd be, they were like 350 a pack. Right, I but think. the the manufacturer was getting 15 cents a pack. There's $6 a pack in New York, or, or like probably almost closer yeah. to 10 in New York City. Yeah. And they're getting like 15 to 18 cents a pack. Exactly. That's it. Everything yeah. else goes... Everything else is tax. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Everything else um, is bullshit. Yeah. And so that's why you smoke such a dog shit product. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you want to smoke a good cigarette, like, by all means, like, grow your own fucking tobacco patch. Or buy, like, a quality tobacco that isn't taxed as heavily. Yeah. Well, I mean, actually, when you look and at... hand I roll in, it, I lived know? in Germany for six years. And there were cigarette machines on every corner, and it was mm -hmm. a five mark piece, a little bit bigger, a little bit about the size of a fifty cent piece. Yeah. And that was at the time, like th three and a half dollars. Yeah. Almost four sometimes, depending on the exchange rate. For to, a pack. For a pack of cigarettes. Huh. And you just dropped the coin in and pulled the lever, and you got you got the smokes you wanted. Yeah. They didn't taste as good as U.S. cigarettes. Though. I'm sure, well, I don't know. I wasn't smoking back then, I don't know. I know that I have, I had a German friend in college and he was very particular about the tobacco that he smoked. And he's the one who introduced me to like hand rolling cigarettes and yeah. all that and ha you know, he was, but he was, yeah, he was very particular about what kind of tobacco he smoked and what it tasted like and the cut and, how, and the moisture content and all just, yeah, all kind of stuff. Well, he probably, probably learned to smoke good stuff in Germany because there was you know, buying just packed cigarettes weren't really that good. Mm -hmm. Packed cigarettes were, it's not it was, great. yeah, it wasn't, it, like they sent the low quality stuff out to the other countries. Yeah. That's probably oh, why yeah. they were so cheap. <laughs> but, um, right. but I was, I know when I got out of the army, the first thing I did is headed to the Indian reservation out in Pocatello. There you are, right, I yeah. A, I yeah, a, ba I the Bannock, the uh, Bannock. I, uh, I bought a case. Oh yeah. So. Cheap, but I buy, I buy cheap Winston, out there. I bought Winston's and I bought Newport's. Mm. So I'd, I'd, I'd switch back and forth between menthol and regular. Mm -hmm. Oh, cigarettes. When's the last time you smoked, Bob? August 31st, 2016. Shit, son. No, no, I'm sorry. 2015, I beg your pardon. Goddamn. Well, I didn't, I smoked the last time before that. So I remember it was April 13th, 2003. I had my last cigarette at Old Chicago. We were there doing karaoke. Uh -huh. And I bummed a cigarette from somebody who was a menthol, and it just didn't taste good anymore, so I didn't even finish it. Mm -hmm. Okay? Well, you could smoke inside. You could smoke in the place then. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I didn't smoke for 13 years, and then the same year Mary passed away. I'll in August of 14, or September of 14, I started, it was like first, you know, I started smoking. Uh -huh. And I went from smoking, I mean, I smoked a pack a day from then until like the end of July. And, and then I just kind of winged off. Yeah. It was funny because cigarettes didn't taste good at home. Yeah. Well, I would smoke with you. You're giving me tattoos. I was smoking. Yeah, we go smoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but taste. But if I was smoking at home, it didn't taste good. Huh. I could smoke at the buff at the bar at the bar. Yeah. It tasted fine. Yeah. I didn't drink. I'm drinking water or soda pop. Um, but then I started drinking after I quit smoking. Perfect. Wait a second. I'm Perfect. Think. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm off on my timeline because I did start drinking in 14 as well. Because I started drinking, so then I started smoking because I was like, well, if I'm going to do one, I'm going to do both. Well, yeah. You know, if, well. if I'm going to fuck myself up. So, and you know, when you're sad, you usually punish yourself the most. Oh, yeah. Take it out on yourself the hardest. But, um, yeah, so I was a woo girl. Yeah, that, that's when I, that was the last year I was a woo girl. It was my birthday. Of 2015, I, I went out and drank, got really drunk, and well, I didn't get really drunk. I just maintained a good buzz, um, and I was a woo girl that night at the Buffalo Club. There you go. He even got up on stage and sang with a band called Simple Ruckus. There you go. Not that it was very good because I was drunk, nervous as fuck. Oh, nervous. I don't know why, but anyway. 
always wanted to be in a band. Whenever I get up and sing with a band, I'm like, oh, 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 oh. so. So what it sounded like when you said <laughs> no, it? No, yeah, I don't know. Somebody, everybody said it sounded good, but I was like really nervous. Oh. I don't know why. I think because the gal I was sending to next to was so good. Her no. name's Lisa, and she is just phenomenal. She, she was going to make you sound like shit no matter what. And Jared, the singer, the the the, the guy singer for Civil Rockets, his name's Jared. Um, he's really, really good too. So, shout out to Simple Ruckus. They, they, uh, they're a local band. Oh, shit. Well, did you get everything out that you wanted to get out about Yoda's lack of love and how it fucking yeah. destroyed Anakin? And yeah, you know, the, the more I talk about it, the less it becomes because it kind of is waning, it's kind of waning out, you know. I mean, realistically, and a lot of it's waning out because I'm not happy with the direction Star Wars is going. I don't like the, what, what Disney's sure. doing with it. Yeah. I think they're ruining it because at some point they're just going to remake the first three movies. Hmm. You know, six, five, six, and, or four, three. Four, five, and six. Four, five, and six. I sure remake. hope they don't. Right. Well, that have, would you be seen, terrible. have you seen the bullshit over Princess Bride? They're talking about redoing Princess Why? Bride. Why would they? I, I don't know. The but original Carl, is so great and like still perfectly right, valid right it doesn't need it's not like it needs an update you know what exactly, i mean exactly exactly not hey just redigitize it if that's what you want to do i don't know like i can watch that now and still be like wonderfully entertained yep it's still fucking relevant yep it's still funny yep and it's it's a really good film like there's not a lot of those films where it's like oh yeah i've seen that like nine times yeah i'll watch that yeah because it's just good. It's just well, silly-ass shit. The fucking to, Andre the Giant, yeah, you know? You like, it's, to, it's ridiculous. You can go to any city in America that has summer theater movies in parks mm-hmm. where they put up a big screen or big sheet, a big set of sheets and run a projector mm-hmm. against that sheet. And, the, and throughout that summer and that summer, those motherfuckers are going to put Princess Bride on. You're going to watch Princess Bride You play Princess Bride, people are going to love it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I don't. I don't think it needs a, a remake. No. Nope. That's the thing. Is like people will try to remake films where, and they did that with, with Willy Wonka. In my opinion, like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Like the 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 remake that the Tim Burton thing, did was like, that's not particularly impressive. You didn't. I don't see that you did anything better. The it only was thing, different. The only thing that was better but, about the movie was the underlying story of Willy and his father. That was the only thing that was interesting to me. But let's yeah. look at let's look at RoboCop. They remade RoboCop, and he was he was um, yeah he was an emotional mess, mm-hmm. and he they overplayed the emotional mess that Murphy was mm-hmm. and ruined the movie. Mm-hmm. Plus, they took everything out except his head and his heart, you yeah. know. So the only thing he was was his heart. So he really wasn't a cyborg. They also ruined. Dre- uh, they didn't have done this with a lot of movies recently where it's like, oh, but the special effects are so much better now and we just, everything's so much better and then they take something that really is just a wonderful classic and then right. they do a fucking shit pot copy of it. Like, that's, it happens quite a bit. So, like, I don't, yeah, I'm not, I'm not at all, like, su- I'm not definitely not enthused by the idea of them redoing 4, 5, and 6, but right. I'm sure it's a possibility. Yeah. I'll tell you what, what movie really disappointed me the most was Ghostbusters. Because the they had an yeah. opportunity to actually say, hey, just, all these guys had kids, they're all girls. We've come 30 years forward, and all their daughters are running Ghostbusters. Yeah. Why didn't they just have that? I don't know. They could have. They could have. They would have killed. I have no idea. I they would have no fucking idea. killed. I don't know. No. They wanted to do and whatever Bill Murray weird shit been, they wanted to do. And Bill Murray would have been like, oh, "That's a storyline. Give me no. Mine. I'll get in there. I'll do a cameo." Or, yeah. No, they forced him. They forced him to they do that. They Forced him to cameo. How? How do you force? I don't Bill know. They had some kind of contractual him. thing. Or? He had some. Did he have? He didn't have a contractual obligation to the franchise that far. I, right? I don't you know. That, they, that I, I much saw later, somewhere that they. Yeah, I saw somewhere a story where, and maybe it wasn't true. Huh? But it made. But his his portrayal in the movie was very. Oh hum. Very stagnant. Yeah. So oh. so was the movie. Wah, wah. Yeah. I think. Right. Uh, I think well, that on that it. note, now that we've done shit on every single movie that's been made in the last ten years for the last twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Good just kidding. I like lots of new movies. Just, you know, stay in your fucking lane. Make something wonderful. Don't if you can't fucking hack it, don't do the remake. Yeah. It's the same way the same thing with a cover song. If you can't hack it, don't cover it. Right. If you can't fucking hack it, don't do if the you're fucking not Van remake. Halen, if you're not Van Halen giving the kinks their props and how you do the song, yeah. don't do the don't song. Don't do it. Taylor Swift, don't do September ever again. No. <laughs> no. Anyway. No. I, but I like some Taylor Swift songs. Just not that. No, no, know where you're at. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is Bob, and this is Jordan, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. This has been Shop Talks. See and you guys later. Bye bye. <laughs>